0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today today we're diving back into high school esports um, with our guest, Jason Dilley. He is the founder of the Washington State Scholastic Esports Association, um, as well as being a teacher in the fields of math and CTE. So without further ado, go ahead and introduce yourself, Jason. Tell us a little bit, going back in the past, where your passions in esports gaming uh, and gaming started and kind of how those um, brought you to where you currently are in your current positions.
1: Sure, uh, well, thanks for having me. Um, I have been uh, I've been a gamer my entire life. Uh, my dad brought home the NES. Uh, well, I had an Atari 800 before that, but then I had an NES and I've just, you know, I've been raised with it. Um, I've always really believed that uh, games and gaming in general is just good things to build community. Uh, so when I became a teacher, um, I was looking for opportunities to be able to both integrate that kind of thing into my, my classroom, uh, but also uh, do that stuff sort of for after school. Um, so I think it was my second year of teaching, uh, would have been 2010, is when I started the gaming club at C.J. High School. And we were mostly in the beginning, just um, a place after school where kids could play magic and uh, that kind of thing. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, I had a couple of students telling me that they didn't, They didn't have a good time playing in the cafeteria because uh Mm -hmm. there was a lot of you know judging and bullying and stuff that kind of went on when they did that so you know i just created a safe place for them to do that um it evolved over the years uh because uh they you know we started pulling in kids who didn't necessarily want to play magic but wanted a place to play games so I'm also a giant board game geek, mm-hmm. um, and so I was introducing them to, you know, beyond Monopoly games, uh, you know, Settlers of Catan and that kind of stuff. Um, So we did that for a while. Um, We did a small little bit of esports in like 2012, 2014, that area, um, with some of my local schools. Um, We started like a miniature League of Legends League where just the three schools kind of played against each other. Um, But we didn't really get into esports significantly until three years ago uh, when I had a former student who uh, approached me about um, joining the high school esports league. Um, and yeah, so we just sort of built the program from there. It started out really small. Uh, I had seven to 10 students in my first season. Uh, but last year I had, um, during my, our fall season where we were playing Overwatch and, um, and Super Smash Brothers and Rocket League, um, I had almost 70-ish students, 60 to 70 students. So, um, it it ends up being about, um, 5% of the school, um, is in my esports club.
0: Awesome. That's great. I would love to see that because I think esports, a lot of students find a home, you know, or a community within esports that they don't find in, you know, traditional sports or band or music um, or, you know, like drama, right? So many kids find their communities within that. uh, But then all the gamers are kind of just like left out, right? Um, And now that these esports programs are popping up everywhere and have more official support and backing behind them, then all of a sudden these kids are like, wow, there's a place for me, right? Which I think there's so many positives
1: a lot of these kids who join the esports program you know this is um this is the only club they're in like probably the majority like 70 to 80 percent of the students in the club they don't they don't participate in other sports or other clubs this is the one thing that they do and you know that's just it you're bringing in an entirely new set of students that has a home um on campus and that's really important for for community building
0: yeah Absolutely like like you just said community building is so important especially when they previously they don't have a home They don't have that community and now they do and they can so many more beautiful things come out of that Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of going to my first question here um, With the Washington State Scholastic Esports Association that I had mentioned previously Talk to the audience a little bit about you know what that's about and what the goals are um, With that association both, you know short term and long term
1: sure So the Washington State Scholastic Esports Association um, is a nonprofit that um, I founded with another group of educators, four other educators. um, And we've all sort of done little bits of esports here and there. Um, When I started my program three years ago, um, I was one of the only high schools in Washington state that was doing esports regularly. Um, There was maybe five or six others at the time. Um, And, after my first year, when I sort of got settled, um, my second year, I was, I was reaching out to other schools in my area to try and get them to build up their programs as well and to start programs. And there was a lot of interest. Um, one of the things that comes up, though, when you're working with um, some of these like larger uh, uh, for-profit organizations is um, just a lot of difficulties with how you arrange play and like whether or not you're getting... Um, the value for the money spent and like that's really important when you're talking about Mm -hmm. spending taxpayer money uh that we're getting good value and um so last year we started just trying to arrange some local clubs where um uh, we live i live in uh, skagit county in washington and um we just got other skagit and whatcom county schools together uh to do some local competition with each other and we found that having that local competition really increased the buy in from students um one of the things especially from my school was you know when we were playing um uh nasF, which is another organization um that's free, when we were playing with them, we were playing against like almost exclusively California schools, and <clears throat> it didn't mean as much when my school was like, "Hey, we're playing against San Jose high school." Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know anybody from there? No, but like when we play Burlington, which is like right next door to us, it's like mm-hmm. oh, Burlington. You know, like there's <laughs> yeah. a there's
0: a rivalry there's a,
1: there. Yeah, there's a rivalry there, and I think that that helps increase that buy-in. Um, but you know uh, going along with that um, we wanted to make sure that as we're building out our programs that they are safe and accessible and equitable approaches to eSports um, which we found with some of the the for-profit organizations some troublesome things with that um, so we've we've been trying to build out to make sure that everything that we're doing is free for students um, along with that we uh, are an affiliate of NasF um, NasF is a uh, uh, an esports organization based out of the University of California, Irvine. Um, they're very heavily focused on the scholastic aspects of esports um, and providing not just competitions, like they have good re- relationships with uh, with developers like Blizzard and Riot, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but they also develop curriculum um, and they have challenges that are outside of You know, video game play, Um, they do uh, a whole set of challenges where like, you know, make your own discord bot and um, host an event and then, you know, put together this thing almost almost like FBLA or DECA kind of competitions, but with an esports edge. So um, yeah, so we wanted to leverage that, that relationship there to help provide uh, a lot of work on the scholastic side of esports so that students are um, not just playing video games, but also like learning 21st century skills and like really relevant job skills to go along with um, their passion of video games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's one thing that gets skipped over so much by, you know, the mainstream media and the average kind of viewer that's heard about esports, but they're not really quite sure what it is. You know, they just say oh well it's people just playing games right when in yeah. reality you're really honing and crafting and developing so many of these skills like communications and leadership um in these technological base skills and base and stem um and so much that you can extrapolate and generalize to that next level right yeah. um so that kind of leads me to my next question is you know with the program the washington state scholastic Esports association um what specifically are you focusing on to like help these kids foster these the skill development and growth um that's so important to that longer term success of the students
1: um so we uh, two of the, the founding board members are going to be teaching esports curriculum classes next year. Um, I'm, I'm doing one of those ones. My class, um, which has been uh, approved by uh, the superintendent's office in Washington State for CTE funding, uh, is called Introduction to Esports Careers. And uh, the goal of that class is really to kind of give just a broad overview of several different possible fields that students can go into. Um, and then we have other programs within the high school that students can do to sort of like continue on with that. So um, to give you an example, um, there is a, uh, there was, um, NASF has a it's, a, it's a good graphic that's sort of like what the ecosystem of eSports careers looks like. Yeah. Um, and they, they kind of put it down to strategists, content creators, organizers, and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of have units in each of those four categories Um, So under the strategist unit, uh, uh, I do something called theory crafting. When I was in college, I was a really big World of Warcraft raider back in Classic and uh, Burning Crusade. Mm -hmm. And one of my roles was the hunter lead. And um, I did a lot of like statistical research to determine, well, what ways can I do to increase my DPS? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would do tests. i do statistical tests. I'd put graphs up. I'd test different gear to see, like, over time, which one is creating like a better uh, damage per second than mm-hmm. the other one so I, you can yep. gear yourself out correctly. Um, so I do a unit in that class where um, we take the game League of Legends. Uh, and we use the practice tool, and we pick champions, and then uh, I give them like different times of the game. So you like you get three thousand gold. I want you to create an optimum damage uh, setup with the 3000 gold that you're given. And so they have to test a bunch of different types of um, gear loadouts. um, And then they have to test each one doing like DPS tests for 10 seconds and they put it all on a spreadsheet, they make histograms, and then they write a research paper about like, well, which of these ended up having the highest um, amount of DPS. Mm -hmm. And so like the early ones, they're, they're pretty straightforward, but once you get into some of the late game things, there's a lot of like really interesting ways that, you know, you build because, like, there's flat damage and then there's damage from critical strikes, which is that. And so you have to balance, like, the probability of getting a critical strike with just, like, the reliable damage and how much do you want. Um, So that's, like, you know, that's, like, a two-month unit that ends up being there. Um, I'm doing a big unit on content creation. So I'm going to teach kids how to broadcast, um, how to use Twitch, how to use YouTube, how to use, uh, well, Mixer was on my original one, but that's gone now. Okay, yeah. um, but how to use Facebook, um, how to monetize in those spaces, how to grow your audience. Um, this has tie-ins with digital marketing um, and how to use social media to, um, to sort of like create your brand. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're going to teach kids those things. And there's going to be projects where, you know, they're going to have to shoutcast or they're going to have to create 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 their own podcast or, or something, right Mm -hmm. Um, there. We're also going to be integrating uh, aspects of the eSports program in there. So my class will do sort of event management. Um, but anyway, all of that, you know, I go through all of that in depth because, you know, that kind of curriculum is the kind of thing that we're putting out through wasia um, mm-hmm. that we want to make uh, sort of a hub for teachers in Washington State who, um, they're interested in pursuing this. Well, you know, it, we're not packaging this to sell. Um, mm-hmm. We're just, we're giving it away because, you know, at, you know as, a, as an educator, um, I want to make sure that other educators are doing things that are good for building up students. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so that'll be like, that's a, a big example of some of like the curriculum things we're doing. We're also going to be offering leagues. Um, we're going to have uh, Super Smash Brothers League. Um, NASF gives us connections to do Overwatch and Rocket League. Um, and again, we're going to be offering all of those things at no cost to schools.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely incredible. That, that's exactly what um, needs to happen for this, for the students to kind of advance their careers or their aptitudes in esports, right? I think so many people, like we've been saying before, is that they know what esports is. They kind of understand it. But at the same time, they're like, oh, my kid's playing games, right? They don't realize how There's much a lot of depth ability there. Exactly. Like you just went yeah. through every single piece of that kind of like four uh, tiered strategy, um, like strategy and marketing and um, the event management, everything that you kind of just touched on there, just like kind of like the, like the tip of the iceberg, right? There's so many more jobs yeah. that fall underneath. All of those different portions and different uh, fields within the industry that really is wide open right now and growing incredibly quick because the industry is just exploding as we speak. In the last three years, there's been seen. Incredible growth compared to any other industry in the entire world and it's gonna continue, right? All the projections build yep. the revenues just soaring through the roof
1: and viewership. And those skills are transferable, right? Like exactly. you know, if you want to do something in marketing, like you can use esports to learn all kinds of things about digital marketing, but mm-hmm. like maybe you then grow up and you're or I shouldn't say it that way, uh, but like maybe as you as you get older, you're just like, well, maybe um, I can take what I've learned here and I can go take that to another company. Like mm-hmm. it's they're the same skills. So, you know, they're they're transferable in all kinds of different markets.
0: Yeah, exactly. Then that's that's something that, you know, parents need to learn more, you know, other educators, administrators to make this more normalized. Right. And I think it's even better when the, the kids, the students show up to school and they want to do it because it's in. That right. kind of field of eSports. I'm like, hey, yeah, I want to pursue marketing in eSports and develop those skills because they want to do it, right? right. And then if that leads to, you know, job opportunity in a parallel field or something close to it. And that's awesome, right? That's so long-term success. But they were fueled to do it from the beginning rather than being like yeah. a class and having that disconnect that we see a lot. It's like, eh, I don't really want to be here. It doesn't really matter. Um, but when you put it in a different format all of a sudden you get that buy-in which i've seen a lot and i've seen a lot of other people experience the same thing in my discussions and podcasts and all the other stuff
1: Um, and i have students who Sorry, uh, I have students who like their participation in the club is purely because they want to broadcast. Like, they don't play any games, yep. but we broadcast all of our games on our Twitch channel. And so they show up to Shoutcast. They didn't know much about Overwatch at first. They got a lot better at understanding how to Shoutcast something like that. And that's their role within the club. It, it's not playing any games, it's just Shoutcasting for us so that we have students doing, you know, being able to, to show the things that everybody's doing
0: exactly and that's that's awesome because the kids you know have that platform to do something that they love within the within esports right um but they might not be the best player right they might not be the person they can go up there and have the best mechanical skills but they can still cast or produce or stream or right. create and that's something that needs to be seen more so i love to see that um, you're yeah. doing that there um kind of going to my next question of more back to your school specifically in the program you have there talk yeah. us through kind of You know what does like practice look like or these you know group meetings and events kind of look like for the students and um how do you structure that to kind of benefit the play the gaming side of it as much as you can
1: yeah um it varies by game uh because the kind of things that you want to do um are, are different obviously uh but there's uh we do try to hold like some sort of fundamentals, and we've we've iterated this like over three years. Um, and it definitely practices have looked different every year. Um, this last year, um, we really try to make a focus on, uh, having kids communicate with each other better, mm-hmm. um, and uh, doing that in a game sense. So, um, to take like an, an Overwatch practice, um. Typically, kids come in and we start with some kind of like skill type drills um, where they use an aim trainer uh, because no matter what you get around in, in Team Sense, like being able to click on heads is like an important skill in a shooter.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and so we do aim trainer practice where um, they do some things. Uh, Overwatch, Overwatch Workshop has some cool aim trainer things. Um, but there's also like great uh, games out there like Kovacs um, where you can just... They spend 10-15 minutes on an aim trainer, kind of warming up. Um, we look at footage from previous games um, because everything's recorded. We'll go back to some of our previous streams and uh, and sort of like analyze the gameplay and say like, all right, here's a team fight. We won. What did we do well? What did we not do well? Um, and we have the students talk to each other about that. Um, hey, we lost this team fight. Uh, what did we do well in it? But what do we need to focus on? What can we do different? Um, we uh, typically the matches, you know, like what maps you're going into for your map that week or for your match that week. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do things like, hey, uh, we're, we're on Anubis this week. Um, so like, let's come up with some strategies for an attack. Like, mm-hmm. can we do any like, you know, funny Symmetra things uh, here and make something interesting and just like throw them for a loop. Uh, last year, uh, the, you know, the goats meta was really big in Overwatch when we were there. So it was like, well, we need to practice this specific team composition. And if this uh, team composition composition isn't working, how are we going to change and what are we going to do? So we, you know, analyze some meta and practice uh, specific team comps. Um, And then we just watch gameplay, right? We watch them play Um, when they're not communicating well. We we make sure that we talk to them and say, hey, uh, you jumped in there and used your ultimate and didn't say a thing to the rest of your team members. Mm -hmm. Like, that's bad, you know, you need yeah. to, you need to work on uh, communicating that stuff. So um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of really, really hands on stuff. And we're trying to make sure that uh, the skills that we're building there, uh, like we said, they're transferable to other things that, you know, when we talk about communicating um, with your teammates, you know, we also have to have conversations with them about like communicating with us, your coaches. Um, are you going to be late to practice? Is there a good reason for that? did you message us on discord to say why you were going to be late to practice? Because all of that is like, that's a job skill. You know, if you have something going on, you have to be able to communicate with your boss and be comfortable with that. Um, So, and we try to communicate those things with each other uh, with them. Um, We have practices where we focus on like toxicity and positive mental attitude um, because gaming toxicity is a really, is, is a, is a thing right now it's one of the the hard things in the industry um and everybody's trying to figure out ways to do that uh but the reality is the best way to do it is to talk to kids while they're young um don't let the culture define them um in the way that they act in games but like talk to responsible adults um who have good positive relationships about how to talk to each other about things like how do you give feedback to your teammate without just making it a fight right Mm -hmm. like That's that's not something that comes naturally. Like you have to learn how to do those things. Um, So yeah, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. We we try to bring in as many skills as we can, and you know, it looks different from every different game we play. Um, Super Smash Brothers practice. uh, You know, we had it's we have specific skills that we want them to train. Like you need to know how to do a short hop combo. So like we're going to set up a match between you and one other person and you're only allowed to do short hop combos and that's it, right? You need to learn how to edge guard. So we're not going to play a match where you guys are trying to have fun. The only thing that you're supposed to do right now is edge guard um, so Mm -hmm. that they can sort of practice those skills uh, and then, you know, do bring those into a match later.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, every single skill you just hit on is exactly what needs to be developed and focused on um, more probably on average across the board. Right. in um, so many other different schools. I'm um, obviously y'all doing it at your school, but so much more of that focus just leads to those long-term skills for jobs. And as well as kind of hits on those points that I think a lot of the students that love gaming and love esports kind of miss out on. Right. Cause yeah. they don't play football. they don't play basketball, which yeah. isn't anything bad. And you
1: don't get it in solo queue. Right.
0: Exactly. You don't get in solo queue. And that's my point is that you're not on a team, right? You've never been part yeah. of, you know, a constructive built team where there's responsibility and um, mm-hmm. acceptability from your teammates. It's like, hey, they're trying to help me. Right. With the idea of constructive criticism um, and you respect them enough. Like, you know what? They are trying to help me. I'm going to listen to them and see if it works for me because not everything is, you know, you should always listen to advice. I mean, you have to take it. Um, If it doesn't help you in your kind of play style or uh, mentality or anything like that. But absolutely love to see that. Um, Unfortunately, we are running out of time. Had a blast talking to you about a number of different things. Love to see these programs that have that holistic approach um, and how that you guys gear it towards, you know, really developing these skills for that long-term success. Uh, But I will leave you with one last question is looking at, you know, the esports industry at that high school level, um, what is one thing that you think either needs to improve or change a little bit to kind of bring high school esports to that next level of awareness or knowledge from you know the outside community, right? Getting it more accepted um, by you know the traditional community that isn't quite bought into the
1: esports yeah. or gaming mentality. Um, I think <sighs> one, we're, I think we're still kind of like in the beginnings of high school Mm esports, the there in terms of, like, how many programs are out there, um, there really isn't that many. Um, You know, I I look around in Washington State, and the ones that have, like, really established programs, like, where they're doing practices and doing these kind of things, um, is pretty small. Um, There's a lot of schools that are getting there. Um, It's just, it's a matter of, like, getting funding, right. And like finding the teacher to do it and uh, making sure that that teacher is compensated for their time because it's Mm -hmm. a, it's a whole lot of like time and effort. Um, So I think, I think as those programs get built up, um, because there's a lot of enthusiasm in the educational space about it, um, I think you're going to start seeing more positive things come out of that. Um, But also uh, as we build these programs and um, start doing a, a better job of everybody bringing in, um, you know, all of those like holistic things like broadcasting and all of that, uh, we'll start to see like better positive press. Um, you mm-hmm. know, like to give you an example, you know, we broadcast all of our uh, all of our um, games on Twitch. Um, so like our Cedar Woolly Esports channel um, has like a record of, of all of those games, live views of those games. maybe seven, maybe eight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, It's not a lot of parent like we we maybe get like one or two parents who watch that but a lot of times it's just like it's other kids it's kids from the opposing school uh Mm -hmm. like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but i think as as those, prog- those programs that are kind of in their infancy right now start to build up, we'll start to see more positive press happening from that. And as you see, hi, buddy. <laughs> as you see those things um, build up and, and start using those broadcasting elements, we'll start to see a, a higher engagement um, from parents and educators and administrators and just like all of those collective communities um, putting more support behind it as they're able to see it. Right. Mm -hmm. I've never had a parent who's gotten involved in the program who saw what was happening and then went, well, we don't want to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. We're not going to support this anymore. Um, I've had a lot of parents tell me that uh, as they've done things, it helped them understand their students uh, love for gaming. Hey, but I'll be with you in just a second. Okay. thanks. (laughs) uh it's helped them understand their their kids love for gaming and Mm -hmm. where it comes from and what kind of benefits it actually brings Mm -hmm. um and so it's just you know it's going to be exponential right like right Mm -hmm. now we're in those low stages of growth where we're we're going to see little growth um but we're eventually going to start hitting a point where the the benefits that are just so obvious as people get to it is just going to start exploding
0: yeah exactly i think that tipping point like I, like I always say the tipping point is just it's when not if it'll happen hey, um we'll see sure. so much <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> look <at my>
1: <laughs> yeah um we're
0: gonna see that it. growth say. real quick
1: um absolutely. yeah i think we're i think we're within a year i mean colleges are starting their yeah. programs up hey bud go talk to your brothers yeah. uh we're about to see that growth um, I think we are say in the next year or two, um, but, uh, especially I think this next year, there's going to be a lot of people looking at it with COVID um, mm-hmm. having an effect on traditional sports. Uh, mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of questions that schools who are not currently involved are going to have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think so many kids are looking for that outlet of competition or that, you know, constructed team that they can go and still pursue, you know, winning at something that they're really passionate about, right? And I think everybody has at least one game that they love to play. Um, at some degree, now that there's no football, or baseball, or basketball for obvious right. reasons, um, they can still play from the safety of their home and really develop um, or still keep that, you know, competitive mentality and play against the rival schools down the road and all that kind of great right. stuff. Um, so I can't wait to see that, you know, develop more and come to more fruition. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Um, great discussion here. Real quick, if you will, Jason, go ahead, plug yourself. Um, plug your school. Tell us where we can find, or keep up to date on all the great stuff y'all are developing and doing over
1: there. Yeah, um, so uh, Jason Dilly, my name um, on Twitter. I'm at Unioto, Unyoto, U-N-Y-O-T-O. Um, you can find updates from my esports team um, at, uh, at Cedro E, S-E-D-R-O-E. Uh, that's Cedro Woolley Esports. That's the name of my school. Um, and then if you're watching this and you're from Washington State and you're interested in uh, the Washington State Scholastic Esports Association, um, you can find us also on Twitter. Um, I believe we're at WAH at was school esports i think is what it is but if i think if you just search washington state's classic esports association you'll find us so uh yeah um those are uh we have we have pages on facebook as well um if you're if you're interested in looking us up um you can also just reach out to me at at unioto and i'm always happy happy to answer questions
0: awesome yeah that's one thing that i always you know love to see in the esports space is just everyone that wants to see change is so open to talking about anything discussion as long as it's helping the industry grow and get better especially for the students um they have a better ability to pursue the passions that we wish we had bigger platforms or more structure to when we oh, are yeah. younger um that's just a beautiful thing that all of us want to see come to fruition so um to all the viewers and listeners thanks for staying the entire time um stay healthy and stay happy and during the uh, during the current pandemic make sure you're taking care of yourself and your loved ones both physically and mentally and um ultimately stay plugged in